Welcome to the Grace-Filled Food Freedom Podcast. In this podcast, you can expect to be inspired and equipped to ditch diets, eat well, and let your light shine. Every time you listen, you can expect practical tips straight from the Word of God that are going to get you on the road to food freedom today. Gooey bites of deliciousness that will make you shimmy in your seat because you know that God is speaking directly to you. Are you ready? All right, grab a fork. Let's dive in. In this episode, we're going to talk about why probably one of the biggest struggles you face in getting healthier is trying to do too much. I know so often it feels like not doing enough is our problem, when in reality, it's doing too much. Listen, your life is busy. You have priorities. You have a lot going on. You're spinning plates. You're juggling, right? Both at the same time. And yet, your health and your your relationship with the Lord, as important as they are to you, they need to fit somewhere in your available time, energy, and resources. So if you're spending your time doing things you think are important based on what someone else told you, you think you should be doing, oh, it's no wonder you're struggling. And that's why I'm here today to talk to you about the importance of doing less to do more. So if you haven't read the book yet, there's an amazing book by James Clear called Atomic Habits. And he really takes, you know, last couple decades of habit science and boils it down to really practical, applicable steps that we can take day in and day out. And the most important piece within that is choosing a small, sustainable habit. Think about it. You start a new diet and what is the first thing you do? Well, Besides flipping to the back of the book to see what you can and can't eat, you start an entirely new lifestyle. You're getting different food, which requires different shopping habits, different preparation, different cooking, like everything is new. And this, well, it's fun and it's exciting for a little while, but this means that other areas of your life are put on the back burner or don't receive the time and attention that they really need to be well taken care of. And when the fun wears off and when those cookies start to look really tasty or you have a really stressful day and you just wanna crunch on some cereal, then everything goes down the drain. Why? Well, you tried to do too much. You tried to adopt someone else's idea of what your eating should look like now. (laughs) Now, chances are that the author of the book took years, if not a decade, right, to develop these healthy habits so that they became such an ingrained part of their lives that there's something they do even on a bad day, which is where you want to get to, right? To the point where you don't have to work hard to maintain your habits. They're just something you do. Well, unfortunately, that does not happen all in one swoop. God didn't make our brains that way. He made us to follow habitual routines so that it doesn't feel like the first time you're brushing your teeth every single day. Praise God for that, right? And that's why you want to approach habit change in this step-by-step focus. So I want you to take a moment and to think about your life. 
<laughs> your habits. What do you kind of tend to eat most of the time? What are your biggest struggles? And identify one thing that would be a couple things. We want it to be effective. Like let's not waste your time on and energy on, you know, picking low fat yogurt over full fat or whatever <laughs> silly thing we could choose, right? Let's not waste our energy on the little things. Let's look for something that is going to be effective. This could be tuning into hunger, fullness, menu planning. If you struggle at all with having healthy or nourishing foods available, menu planning is a great place to start. It could also be a focus outside of food, such as having your quiet time in. And maybe you notice that when you have that morning Bible and prayer time, the rest of the day goes so much better. It could be getting a great night's sleep. <laughs> Maybe you notice that when you sleep well, you don't go for the sugar or the caffeine and overall the flow of your day is just better. Maybe it's water. That's a really common one. Water and exercise both have a ripple effect that is far outside of the immediate benefits. Yes, exercise is great for your health, but did you know that it also releases endorphins? It gets you outside, it gets some sunshine on your skin. The ripple effect of walking far expands, you know, any singular change that we could make in an incremental food area, right? Same thing with water. When you're hydrated, you crave less, you're not hungry, you have more energy, more focus. That is an excellent habit to focus on. But it's, get this, it's one habit. I just listed several things and chances are you're creating this mental to-do list of doing them all. Don't do it. Stop right there. That's setting you up for failure from the start. Pick one. That, as we just discussed, is effective. The other thing that we need to choose is something that is appealing. Can you believe I'm asking you what you want to do? Yeah, what you want to do matters. It needs to be desirable in order for you to be consistent. Don't want to exercise right now? That's okay. Don't. That doesn't need to be your focus, right? Even though I told you about all the benefits and you want all the benefits. If it's not appealing to you in any way, let's not push it. There are so many ways that we can change and to find something that you desire to do gives you a little space to actually desire to do things. That inner rebellion calms down and we're open to hearing more ideas. So we're looking for something that's effective, something that is desirable, and finally, something that is doable. Don't bite off more than you can chew. You need to be like 80 to 90% confident that you can nail the habit that you choose. Maybe you want to walk every night after dinner and you say, how confident am I that in a week I can do that seven times? And it's like, oh, I'm a six. Okay, we'll keep tapering back until you reach to an eight or nine on the scale. And then you know, you've hit the great number and that is where you focus. Maybe you have to keep tapering down until you're at five minutes, you know, three days a week and you think, well, why even bother? Why bother? Because all change counts. The only thing we need to do is be 1% better today. And that small change, it snowballs into really effective results. Do what you can, do what you like, and do it unto the Lord. Because when you bring the Lord into every area of your life, well, it changes everything.
Oh, and P.S. If you're left wondering where to even start, like I, I want to glorify God in my eating, but what does that even look like? I have the perfect blog post for you. It's called, What Does the Bible Say About Diets? And in it, there are three questions to ask yourself about what to eat. And there's also a free principle for little cards that you can print out and take with you on the go. You're going to absolutely love it. And you can link up to the blog post in the show notes below. Enjoy. Well, it certainly was lovely to spend some time with you, sis. I hope that you're enjoying a taste of food freedom. Now, if you're looking for more of an entree, I'd love to officially invite you to my Platinum program. It's a six month deep dive, start to finish program that is going to immerse you in God's word and God's plan for food freedom. You can find out more at gracefulplate.com forward slash platinum. And while you're there, be sure to get on the waiting list. It is the most fun, most practical, most productive time you'll probably ever spend on a waiting list. Be sure to check it out. I'll see you there.